Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf, uh, Mem, uh, no, Nun Zayin, right. Daf 57 of Mesech Psachim. Uh, it's kind of a cool Daf. First of all, it's a very small Daf. Um, and we finished today the fourth parak, which is, as we see at the end over here, it says, Hadron Alech Malkum Shnago Uslikalan Pesach Rishon. That we, we're gonna conclude today. The first part of Mesechta Psachim. I was, I went to my friend's house yesterday, and he, he told me that Psachim was once upon a time two Mesechtas, and they joined them together, and that's why it's called Psachim, plural, which is very interesting. But anyway, so we're gonna, we're gonna conclude the first part of Psachim today, which is cool, and, um, uh, and Nun Zainim Ubez is really, there's not much there, so. Anyways, but it's a very interesting daf. There's some interesting stories from the Beis Hamikdash, and um, let's get started. So we're gonna start on daf Nunzayin and Ralf, three lines from the top. There was a fellow named Ben Bohayin, Nosan Eric, and he um, left Peya in the corners of his field from vegetables. And of course, we were discussing yesterday that that's not something that you're supposed to do. Uva'aviv, now his father came, Umitsan Lanim, Shayutun and Yerk, Vomdana Pesachagina. Now Ben Bohayan's father, Mistame Bohayan himself, came and he saw what was going on. He saw that there were poor people collecting paya from the vegetables in his son's field. Now he knew that that yeah, but they're not supposed to do that because since vegetables are not chayev and peya, it's tevel, and it's untied, and it's a problem. So Amuloim, so Bohayin said to these fellows, Bonai, my children, hashlichu me'aleichem, put down all of these vegetables that you've collected as peya, vaninosin lachem kiflaim bimu'usar, and I will give you twice as much as what you've taken now, I'll give you twice as much of tithed um, uh, vegetables. And that way, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we can be certain that all the vegetables that you're taking have truma and mice separated from them. And I'll give you twice as much. It's not because I'm stingy. But it's because the rabbi said that we don't leave paya, what you guys are collecting right now, from vegetables. Now the Gemara says, How come you have to say, and it's not because I'm stingy. I mean, we could see that he's not stingy. He's offering them twice as much as they've collected. So, Well, to make it clear from the outset that he's not just trying to push them off, right? They came to collect paya, they're poor. They came to collect, um, you know, free vegetables from the field. And now somebody's coming and say and saying, get rid of them put them down, and they, they may have instinctually thought that, instinctively thought that uh, he was trying to push them off and get them to get rid of what they've collected. So he wanted to make it clear from the outset that, no, this has nothing to do with stinginess. It has to do with the fact that the Chacham say that what you guys are doing is not really supposed to be done. And therefore, I will give you twice as much as you've collected with proper tithe um, vegetables and everything will be a-okay. And will work out well. Tanur Rabban and the Rabbis taught 
So this is already getting into the Beis HaMikdash, which is very interesting. So initially, way back when, in the Beis HaMikdash, so when they would, so they'd be working with lots of korbanos every day, and they would use the skins, the hides from the korbanos, so afterwards they would have all these hides, and they would, they, they would put all of them at the end of the day, in the, or maybe throughout the day, they would collect them and put them in the um, office that was called the Beis HaParve. And then every evening they would give out the hides to the people in that day's base of. What is a base of? Have you heard of a mishmar? Of course you have. Basically, the um, Kohanim were divided into 26 mishmaros. 26, like, I don't know, weekly divisions of Kohanim. And twice a year, um, if, you know, your mishmar, your group, that you belong to would have an opportunity to serve in the base of Mikdash. Um, now, I believe that there were 26 of them, unless there were 24, maybe. Darn, can't remember. I think maybe Taco was 24, which is then 48, but there were like certain weeks, like for example, like during the holidays and stuff, so, and I think everyone would serve. Gosh, I can't remember. Where, where are these Mishnahis? Are they Mishnahis in Tainus or something like that? I don't know. Well, there are a whole bunch of mishmaros in the base of Mikdash, and each mishmar would serve for one week at a time. And then each mishmar was divided into six bate avos, what's called a base of. And then each day, uh, a different base of would serve, and then on Shabbos, the entire mishmar would serve. But all the others, so the, the, so the mishmar was divided into six base avos. And then um, each day a different base of would serve. So what we're saying now is that at the end of the day, all the hides from the animals that were offered that day would be collected in the base of Parve. And at the end of the day, they would be divided uh, and given out to the uh, people in that day's base of. Now, whether it was on a day where there were particularly a lot of hides or whether maybe there weren't particularly many hides that day, Whatever it was, some days would get more, some days would get less, but at the end of the day, they would uh, divide up these hides and, and give them out to that day's base of. What was happening was, was that the, um, there were bullies among the Kohanim, and they would take advantage of the weaker Kohanim, and if there was a good hide that they wanted, they would hop it. Um, so, in order to solve this, so they decided, you know what? Instead of dividing up the hides every night, and, you know, some days there's more, some days there's less, and it, you know, leaves too much of an opportunity for um, the, the, the stronger quantum to take advantage of the weaker ones. How about this? We're going to save up all the hides throughout the week. And Erev Shabbos, we will monitor and be in charge of dividing up the hides, and that way we can hopefully ensure that there's no advantage-taking going on. And, you know, the entire Mishmar will come and take together, and that way we'll make sure that everything is okay. But still, the more powerful Kohanim were chopping the better hides for themselves. 
Amdu Bailim Vikdishim Lashmaim. So all the Kwanim got together and they said, you know what? We're just going to be Maktish all of the hides to the base of Mikdash. We're going to be Maktish them. And therefore, we're not going to take any of them. They're all going to go to the temple treasury. And that's that. Amru Lahiriyam Muatim Achachipu Esahechal Kulo Betavlo Shazov Shin Amal Amakovi Dinazov. Wow. And then, so once they began just donating all of the hides from all of the korbanos to the temple treasury, and then the temple treasury could sell them and um, make money, well, what happened was, sure enough, shortly thereafter, they had enough money from the hides that they um, covered the entire heichel. They bought um, um, like plaques of gold, and they were able to cover the entire, I guess, all the walls of the Heichal in gold. And the gold was one Amma by one Amma. Each plaque was one Amma by one Amma. And it was in the thickness of a, of a dinar of, of gold. So, so wow. And on the three regalim, and on the three holidays, they would take them down and they would stack them up um, on like the stairs going up to the Azara. So that all the um, pilgrims would be able to see that, you know, how beautiful the craftsmanship was on these gold plates and that there were no, you know, uh, mistakes or, or um, messing ups. Wow. Tana, we learn in Abaisa, Abashol Omer says, Abashol, Korosh, Shikma, Hayu, Biricho. There were beams of sycamore in Jericho, but you buy these rows, Notlin, Osan, Bizro, and, um, um, uh, bandits would come, and, you know, strong bandits, Nudnik fellows, would come and take these, um, beams, these, these, these sycamore trees, and they, and they would take them. So Amdu Bailim Vikdishim Lashamayim, and the owners um, went and made them hectish, so that uh, I don't know. I guess maybe the idea was that these people wouldn't bandit them if they were hectish. I guess, or at least maybe they can try something. Aleim Valkayotze Boim Omer Abashol. Now about these situations and similar ones, Abashol said. Uh, says Abishol ben Botnis, Mishum Abba Yosef ben Chonin, Oili mi beis Baisus, Oili mi Alasan, Woe to me is from the house of Baisus, Baisus, and woe is to me from their clubs and their cudgels. Cudgels? Is that a thing? I don't know. But basically, these were four Kohanim Gidolim, corrupt Kohen Gadols, who were doing all sorts of nudniki things. Right? So, woe is to me from the house of Baisus, from the Kohen Gadol of Baisus, Oili mi Alasan, and woe is to me from their maces, from their clubs. Oili mi beis chonin. Woe is to me from the house of chonin. Oili mi lichishasan. And woe is to me from their like whisperings that they would um, give um, ill advice. Oili mi beis kasros. Oili mi kumusan. Woe is to me from the house of kasros. And woe is to me from their um, quills, from their pens. Because they would um, write all sorts of nasty things. Oili mi beis Yishmael ben Piachi, woe is to me from the house of Yishmael ben Piachi. Oili mi agrofon, woe is to me from their fists. 
that they were all Kohen Gadol's high priests in the base of Mikdash, Uvneim Gizbarin, their their sons were the treasurers, Bechasanein Amar Kalin, and their sons-in-laws were the like Amar Kol. They would they 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 were they were the decision makers. And their servants would beat everybody up with clubs. That sounds terrible, right? But it's, right, it sounds like I mean I, these are legends that we hear about in the Beis Hamikdash, how things became politicized, and the Kohen Gadol was a position that could be filled by by a nudnik. And it's interesting to think how you know even in the Beis Hamikdash, at the end of the day, you know. Eventually, it just became a political organization like uh, other things. Very interesting. You know, it was run by these people, by, by powerful people who would kind of, you know, get into certain positions and, and appoint their own people into the powerful places. Very interesting. There were four cries that the Azara cried out. Rishona, the first one who cried out, was already back in Mishkan Shiloh. Sumikan b'nei Eli, Hashem. Get rid of the sons of Eli, Eli the Kohen, the Eli the Kohen Gadol, that his um, children uh, made impure the sanctuary of God. And the Heichal also cried out, uh, the Azar also cried out, Sumikan Yisachar Ishkfar Barkoi, Get rid of Yisachar Ishkvar Bar Koish Mechaberis Atzmo that he honors himself Umechal Kodesh Shemaim and he desecrates the um, holy things of God to have a Korech Yodei B'Shiroi that he would wrap his hands in um, like silks Ve'Aved Avoda and he would do the Avoda and of course we learned at the end of Masechta Erevin that you can't have anything. Any like chatzitza between your hands and the avoda that you're doing, you can't, right? We talked about bandages, right? Removing bandages on Shabbos so you can do the avoda without a chatzitza. So, Yisachar Yishkvar Barkai was like wearing fancy uh, silks and things when he was doing the avoda, and that's a problem. The Azara also cried out, and the next two seem to be um, positive things. Sushair Mashechem gates open up your, you know, open up. And let Yishma ben Piachi, the student of Pinchas, come and serve as the Kohen Galo, which is also interesting because a few um, lines ago, we explained that Yishma ben Piachi was one of these Nudnik Kohen Galos that would uh, beat people up. But apparently he was actually a, a great person. And, uh, and so much so that the Azara itself cried out and said, open up so that Yishma ben Piachi can come and serve. And the Azara also cried out, Open up your gates so that Yochanan ben Narboi can come and be the high priest. Tamido Shal Pankoi, who was a student of Pankoi, and let him fill up his gut, let him fill up his stomach with the holy offerings of God. They said about Yochanan ben Narboi, He would eat 300 calves. Vishosa Gimomeo's Garbayayan and he would drink three hundred um like pouches of wine. Vokhlarbaim sa gozalos bikinuach suda, then he would eat forty sa of birds as his dessert. Amu Koyamov Shayochan Binarbay Lonimsenosa Bimikdash. And then uh, appropriately, from what it would seem, 
the entire days of Yochanan bin Arbayit, there was never an issue of Nosar in the base of Mikdash. There was never an issue of Korbanos that didn't get eaten. He poshed, ate everything. Now, Rashi points out that he himself didn't necessarily eat all of these things, but he supported a big family of Kohanim, a big household of Kohanim. And therefore, you know, if there was any meat in the base of Mikdash, he would uh, make sure that it got eaten and nothing went to waste. Very interesting. Now, my Salkabei, now, whatever happened to this Nudnik, who would uh, do the Avoda with uh, silk on his hands. So listen to this. So the king and the queen were sitting and having a very sophisticated conversation. The king said, goats are better. And the queen said, no, sheep are better. So Amru, they said, Man well, what are we going to do? How are we going to figure out who's right? After all, this is a really critical, um, you know, it's important that, 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 that we get a resolution on this issue. So, coin Gadol. Well, why don't we get the coin Gadol? Because after all, he must be the expert. He'll know if goats are better or if sheep are better. So the Kamasa Korbanos Koyoma, because after all, he's offering Korbanos every single day. He must know if goats are better or if sheep are better. Also, you. So, um, who are we talking about again? Yisachar Ishkva Barkoi. So Yisachar Ishkva Barkoi came. And he kind of made a funny gesture with his hand, which I guess somehow implied that he wasn't taking this very important um, question very seriously. And he said, well, Well, if goats were better, then we would offer them as the Korban Tamid in the Beis HaMikdash. But we offer sheep as the Korban Tamid. So clearly, Mr. King, um, goats are not better. Sorry, buddy. Well, Amar Malka, So the king says, Well, clearly, you didn't realize the gravity of this question and how important it is. And for that reason, we're going to cut off your hand. Wow. I wouldn't have thought that this would be such a significant question. But anyways, so the king says, Look, since you didn't have fear of the king, we're going to have to remove your right hand. You have shochar ufaske desmale. Yisachar ish kfar barkoi gave a um, bribe and that was able to um, uh, uh, secure the removal of his left hand instead of his right hand. Shama malko faske But then the king heard that this happened and he said, no, I said the right hand. So he pushed ended up tafasta rubalo tafasta. You know, if you try to get too much, you get nothing. So he tried to negotiate for his left hand he ended up losing both hands. Amr of Yosef said, Rav Yosef, Prichachmana de Ashkelei, Liyisachar Ishkvar Barkoi, Mitarfsei, Mine Bahay Alma. Says, Rav Yosef, blessed is God, who, um, you know, punished Yisachar Ishkvar Barkoi in this world, um, so that way, he won't have to get punished for it in the next world. Amr of Ashi, says of Ashi, Clearly, never learned Mishnayis. The Tanan is we learn in the Mishnah of Shimon Omer says Reb Shimon, Kvasim Kodim Lo Izim B'Chol Makom. That Reb Shimon says 
that in the Torah we always see that sheep are listed before goats are. Is it possible because sheep are better than goats? That by Korban Chatas, it actually lists goats first and then only afterwards it says So meaning, in general, we always list sheep before the goats. Maybe you'll have the Havimina to say that it's because um, sheep are better than goats. So therefore, by the Korban Chatas, it actually writes goat before sheep to show that no, neither one is better than the other, we just had to write one of them first. Okay, so clearly then, you know, the, the, by, by the way that, the, the, sheep, the relationship between sheep and goats by Korbanos are not necessarily an indication of which one's better than the other. Ravina Amr said, Ravina, Afilu Mikronami Lokara, he didn't even read Psukim, Tichsiv is the Pasuk says, Im Keves, Im Ez, Yibai Keves, Laisei, Yibai Ez, Laisei, by Korban Shlom, it says, well, if he brings it from a goat, if he brings it from a sheep, i.e., it doesn't really matter which one he brings it, uh, they're both equally Gishmak. Hajan Aluch, Makum Shinagu, Uslikala, Pesach Rishin. We'll come back to you, Makum Shinagu, and um, we have completed you, Pesach Rishin. Mazatov, everybody. Tomorrow we will begin with Daf Nunches of Mesechta Psachim. Um, so today was very interesting, you know. We, we, we had some interesting Gemaras over there about the Beis Hamikdash, about how they would divide up the hides and how they covered the, the, the Azara in. Um, they covered the Heichal in, in these gold plates, which is very interesting. And we learned a little bit about these corrupt coin gadols who made like political appointments as powerful um, um, positions in the, in, in the Beis Hamikdash, which was very, very interesting. And the four cries that the Heichal cried out, very interesting things. Chevre, Mazatav, have a great day. Peace out.